When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Leonard in the paint. Count that baby! Kawhi Leonard has put the Spurs on top for the first time tonight! Center field! Did he do it? Back it goes and that ball is gone! It's out of here! There's a walk-off grand slam and the Orioles win it! A three-home run game for Machado! Well, uh, the Machado deal isn't done yet. Otherwise, this could be a really big deal for trades in two sports, couldn't it? This could be quite the day for that. Uh, The uh, shocking information that the Toronto Raptors have acquired Kawhi Leonard from the San Antonio Spurs. Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green for DeMar Rosen. Jacob Potl, is it? Potl? Jacob Potl. Jacob Potl. Uh, who's from where? What's well, he, he played at Utah, but I think he's he's from overseas. But he he played yeah. college basketball at Utah. Okay, and a protected 2019 first round draft pick. Now, Reavers, you're enough of a conspiracy guy to think that Pop, in his own way, did this to put the screws I, to Kawhi. When I heard this this morning, I thought. Pop wins again. <laughs> oh, Kawhi, you want to go to L.A., do you? Yeah. Welcome to Canada. Welcome. And Manny brought up, and I'd forgotten about it, that Alonzo Mourning, when he got traded up there, uh, refused to go. Uh, back yeah. in when did he get traded to Toronto? It was the Vince Carter trade. Yeah, and Vince oh, Carter got traded from Toronto to for New Jersey. They got, got it. Traded uh, for a, a big package on the Vince trade because they couldn't sign Vince. Vince wasn't going to sign. Yeah, him, right? and I think gonna... they were. Re- Vince had pretty yeah. much had kind of quit on the organization and was ready to move and, on anyway. Uh, yeah, Alonzo didn't show up, and they just released him like six weeks later. Now, that was mm-hmm. after he had his kidney problem, so it yeah. wasn't exactly the uh, the same uh, Alonzo morning you were getting. But it will be interesting to see what Kawhi does here. He has not, he or his uncle have not spoken as of yet right. that we can tell. And anyway. accor- according to uh, Chris Haynes, who reports on the NBA for ESPN, Kawhi Leonard apparently has no interest in playing for the Toronto Raptors, but mm-hmm. you're under contract. What do you Why? do? Yeah. What are you going to do? I could wonder... Toronto flip them again? Oh, they could. Probably. I think they they can, but I think I'm not, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think they have to wait a certain amount of days December before 15th they can move. Okay. or something like no, that. No, that's the free agency thing. Okay. I think they have to wait a certain amount of days before they can move them again or something. I, I don't know exactly. Well, how works, even but... if he doesn't, I don't know what the NBA rule is if – if you don't play and don't get paid, do they lose your rights? Can you then become a free agent? Or does he have to play to become a free agent? Now what he could do is come up and 
and do what he did to the Spurs last year and come up, start playing, and then say I'm hurt and not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. So. But if you're Kawhi Leonard... Do you want to be that bad a guy? Well, it, not only that, you didn't play last year. I mean, no. you played nine games last year. Yes. Do you really want to sit out another year? Mm-hmm. And do you want to you know, show up and say, oh, my hip is bothering me, instead of not playing any basketball at all? Do you really want to do that to yourself? I mean... It uh, just because you you were saying uh, the way Toronto looks at it is we can either get him in here and take a run at it, or if he he doesn't show up and we have to move him, then we can tear the whole thing down and start all over. Yeah, again. yeah, know? I think they I think they look at it as kind of a no risk they sort of situation. They, they decided that with DeRozan, they weren't gonna. They weren't going to go that far. They weren't going to go you that got, far. And you know, you got Boston over there in the East, and yeah. with, you know, they're going to have Kyrie and Gordon Hayward coming back combined with the young the talent that they have. Because it's a completely new – I mean, I know they fired Casey, but everybody's new, right? The whole front office and everything? Too? No, no, the front office, uh, they still have the same general manager. Um, the, 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 uh, oh. Yeah, and he – he used to run the he did deals for the uh he used to run the Denver Nuggets actually. I thought they hired the Stefanski. Uh no, Detroit did. Detroit did. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. They have a new coach. Nick Nurse is the new coach, but he was a guy that he was, was there, right? He was yeah, he was already Got there. It. He was okay. one of Dwayne Casey's assistants, so they just promoted him. Well, uh it, it'll be interesting. Uh, uh we all had this impression of uh Kawhi is this gamer, and now we have a completely different impression of him, and it'll be interesting. A complete one eighty. But Pop yeah. came out and did twenty three minutes with the media down there, and uh, he basically said what a great guy Kawhi was, what a great teammate he was, and uh, and then he said same thing about Danny Green, and with him, he think he meant it, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, happy to have DeRozan, but they. This is better than anything you can get from the Lakers, don't you think? Would you rather have DeRozan or Brandon Ingram? Well, I think if you're thinking long term, you probably would rather have Ingram just because he's younger. But I mean, DeRozan's a better player right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and I think if you're the Spurs and you still think that you can be, you know, a contender right now because you still got Lamarcus Aldridge and I mean, Pau Gasol is kind of on his last leg, but. You know, you've got some other guys. I mean, Rudy Gay is okay. The the problem the Spurs are going to have is they're not going to have a whole lot of perimeter shooting because mm-hmm. Kawhi was probably, I mean, they still have Patty Mills, but they don't, you lose Danny Green, Danny Green, one of your best three-point shooters, and Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi is probably one of your best three-point shooters too. Now you don't have either of those guys. can shoot though, right? But he's not really a three-point guy. He's not More a three-point. He's, he's, a, he's a mid-range guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not a three point shooter at all. Well, anyway, uh, I, I I kind of agree with Reavers that Pop would rather put the screws to him. Yes, to make, he would <laughs> make sure. the best possible deal. So, and that's uh, why I love yeah. Pop. And and you know what? And, everybody when when Oklahoma City traded for Paul George, and everybody thought Paul George was going to go there for yeah, a year and yeah, then go to the go yeah. right to the Lakers. Yeah, and Paul George ended up staying there, and Toronto's probably thinking, "Hey, maybe we can do the Toronto same thing." Toronto can give him more money next year than anybody. Yeah. They and can they can give more money than whoever you know, wherever he wants to go. He and can give and it up who knows? Thirty million or something. Who knows? Maybe he goes there. They would make a run to the finals. They could go to the finals with this if he decides to come and play. And if he decides to show up, and if you're Kawhi, why wouldn't you show up? I mean, do you want to be? The, is that your first choice? No, but it's a good team. It's a good fan base. You got a chance to win another championship. 
play it out, see what happens, and if you still want to go to the Lakers, then fine, go. But show up and play and see what happens. Machado, uh, meanwhile, apparently there's a hang-up. Uh, according to Heyman, they were going to get as many as five prospects, including, oh, it's this, that many. Wow. including this hot hotshot outfielder, Diaz. Mm. Is this a rental? Because they got Corey Seager sitting out a year uh, to play shortstop. Who's their third baseman? And they have Turner playing third base. They got Turner playing third. Is this a, that's a lot to give up for a rental. I can't believe it's a rental. Though. But there is also some gotta, speculation that Turner could also play second, oh, and then they yeah. could put Machado at third if if he was going to decide I, to stay. I got to think with what they gave up, yeah, and they got, because they, they have sign because they have money to, to yeah. spend to like they could. They could, I think they could find hey, a way to make it work. guess what? It's Manny Machado. We'll find him well, a spot. Yeah, make it work. Right. <laughs> well, and, and we now know that Harper's coming to the Twins. Yeah, so we figured that out. We, we got that yes. one, so they won't be in on that bidding because he's coming here 10 years, $350 million. Tell, did anybody I've read take, it on Twitter, so... Uh, did, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're the one that confirmed. put it <laughs> Now, did anyone, take, did anyone run with it? Yeah, most people thought it was a piping hot take. They, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You read it on Twitter and it was your tweet? I read it on Twitter. I had a source, Manny. I broke it down. I was going to work financially. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, right. it's a lock. It. It's going to happen now. The momentum is there. Let's go. <laughs> we'll be back. Might be as important as he rips one into left. Back at the wall there and Judge. Home run. And that is hit by Trout into left. It is gone. That is wiggled out of here. Deep into left and gone. Here's one into right. Back at the wall. This thing is tied. Here's Bregman into left center field. Back at the wall. people in those two dugouts when they, those home runs started flying out in the 10th, because that's when you can end up with a 15-inning game and you're out of players, right? Let me look at this box score. It's probably, this is the St. Paul edition, so we don't have one. I was going to look something up. So, there were seven hits by the uh, National League team, and five of them were home runs. Is that right? And there was a total of 20 hits in the games, and 10 of them were home. 20 hits in the game, and 10 of them were home runs. Wow. Okay, National League. Uh, well, not Judge, not not, not Brigman. Uh, Contreras, Contreras, Yelich, yeah. Jeanette, uh, and Votto. So they hit four, right? They hit four. By the way, when they brought in J.A. Hop with a... Uh, the two run lead, three run lead in the bottom of the ninth, the bottom of the tenth. I was not confident that we no. were going to go extra. <laughs> no. Keep going anymore. What the hell is he doing on the All Star team? Well, the Blue Jays had to send somebody. Well, yeah. somebody's got to be better than that mutt. Uh, yeah, he had four and a half, I think. Meanwhile, just as the game was winding down, all of a sudden, some affable fella on uh, Twitter comes out with all these uh, tweets from uh, Josh Hader. When he was a 17 or 18 year old idiot, and with that hairdo, you can believe he was an idiot, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, racist, and uh, sexist, and uh, it's pretty bad, violent. Uh, I'm one of them. Was I'm going to murder you? And uh, yeah, pr- pretty pretty bad stuff. Uh, and he said, uh, so today, MLB. It's it's a little hard to figure out what to do. 
six, seven years later, right? MLB is going to give him sensitivity training. There we go. That'll do the trick. Uh, during last night's game, became aware of Mr. Hader's unacceptable social media comments in years past and have since been in communication with the Brewers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mr. Hader, after the game, took the necessary step of expressing remorse, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's going to have to uh, take part and participate in the MLB's diversity and inclusion initiative, sensitivity training. He uh, did, uh, didn't run from it, didn't say somebody hacked my account. I'll give him credit for that. He said I was young and stupid. Now, uh, somebody suggested there was one from a couple of years ago, and then somebody else said that was not really him. I don't know what it is. But uh, here's the deal. Manny and I were talking about this. If you're... If you come to the major leagues in any form, you should kill your account yep. and then start a new one mm-hmm. if you want to be on Twitter. When you get when you get any degree of prominence in society, mm-hmm. kill what you used to have, kill her out there, murder it, do whatever you can to make sure that nobody can get to it, and start all over again, right? Yeah. Uh, or at least... Go through your own history. Yeah. And maybe do some deleting. Yeah. Well, and you hire agents, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They pay you all this money. You pay them a a cut of your thing. Don't they got a social media expert to go through your account and say, hey, wouldn't wouldn't common sense just tell that agent to just pull pull their guy aside and say, look, just... You know, we got to do our due is diligence there, here. Is, is there anything in there, there that anything, might embarrass you? Anything. It could have been last year. It could have been 10 years ago. Yes. Just anything you've got that, you, that might be a little bit dicey. Let's try and find it and get rid of it. But this stuff is, this isn't like a 14-year-old kid. He was 17, 17. 18, 17 And he's, what, 24, 24 yeah, now? Yeah. It's, he was young and stupid. But then he also, part of his remarks is, when you're a kid like that, you just put on Twitter what you think. Well, that's well, the problem. And, and the thing <laughs> of it is, too, Pat, there was there was stuff that was uncovered from like two years ago. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, think I mean, yes. He he can he can sit back and say, "Oh, I was young and stupid," all he wants. But if there's mm-hmm. stuff from two years ago, it's like, dude, that yeah, excuse ain't is, gonna fly. There is stuff from two. And years by ago. the way, uh, do you guys follow, see what Jesus Aguilar, his teammate, who was per, uh, participated in the home run derby, basically came out and supported him and yeah, just so said, did, "Hey, uh, listen." So did Lorenzo Cain. He said he's a good but, guy. Uh, a guy named Scott Wheeler, I don't know who he is, but he said, listen, Josh Hader isn't alone and pulled up a bunch of other tweets from other Major League Baseball players from back when they were young, too. Whit Merrifield, Mike Trout, a bunch of these guys that, of using homophobic slurs. And so the whole point is what you guys were saying. Like, listen, he so ain't alone. Mike Trout can't be dumb enough to still have tweets like that on his account. I'm seeing a screenshot of it right here. Uh-huh. You know, and it's from, again, it's from 2000 and... Uh, 2011. You know when mm-hmm. Mike Trout was probably still in high school. Yes. But my, my my point is, you know, these guys are idiots, and they should be going through this. But let's not sit here and act like Josh Hader is alone. Oh here. no, no, right. he's not. But but I guess I don't realize. I, you know, I don't follow complete morons like that or kids or anything. I don't see that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I mean, I see idiots, but I don't see. But it also racist, makes you believe that someone racist, had an axe sexist. to grind here, don't oh, you? Oh, sure. Somebody, uh, somebody was just sitting on it, waiting for him to come in the game. 
And then he gave up a three-round homer, too. Right. Not right. only that. Do we know who brought this all to light? I think it was done anonymously. Okay. Uh, somebody just got him out there. I, I don't know how you do that. Did they report him to Deadspin or somebody? I, I know that's how that usually happens. Because right? I don't know the timeline of it. Because again, I did. So it I was, happened. Really was it, it was late during the game, game, right? And they said that he had a family there and the whole oh. group, right? And they all, when this all came out, they turned their jerseys inside out. They were sitting out there. They didn't. Wow. Uh, they were sitting outside the clubhouse, and uh, and I guess he walked around and apologized to everybody. But I would think. There should be a whole bunch of these people going through their accounts right now and oh, killing yeah. it out. Heavens, yes. Not. Well, what was funny, too, is yesterday when we were sitting in we here. We might have a big sensitivity gathering of baseball players. Yes, is we, that what you're yeah. saying? Well, but yesterday when we were sitting in here, I remember looking through, and we had MLB Network on in here, and they are having players coming out, and I forget if it was Rosenthal or whoever it was. She said, oh, what a great guy, uh, talking about Hater, how he came Heyman. through. John was Heyman. John Heyman? Heyman? Okay. one of the yeah. best. One of the, I gave a new favorite all-star. He right. said, what a nice kid. What a good great, kid. Great yeah. family and the whole thing. And, and then one person actually replied to him with a screenshot of a tweet from Josh Hader from two years ago, mm-hmm. from January of 2016. And it was about the Trayvon Martin thing. That oh. Just, yeah. He, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Uh, oh, was that his? Or did he retweet that? He didn't. No, it was it was Josh Hader. It was a tweet from Josh Hader. Okay, from in January of 2016 in regards to the Trayvon Martin situation. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I saw one of those blaming blaming Trayvon Martin for the the thing. Uh, well, good luck to you, dummy. What the hell? Uh, I don't know what they. Somebody's got to save these guys from themselves. Mm-hmm. And you would think it would be, I, if I it's not think, representation of some kind of publicist, an agent, what have you, but you would think family would say, hey, dummy, go get rid of this stuff that's on your account because Internet's forever. You know, once somebody grabs a screenshot of it, it's mm-hmm. going to be out there forever. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's, it is ridiculous that these uh, people are, uh, that don't know what they have there and don't, it, and, you know, you have open things. I have, Lots of smart alley remarks that probably could be taken out of context. Sure, but, uh, you, you could have. I, I don't think there's anything on there that I couldn't explain. Like, yeah, you know, my biggest my biggest controversy I think was when I said that. Uh, remember when the Gophers had that first half against Northwestern that was nineteen and eighteen, and I said uh, that uh, Tyus Jones, Rashad McCants, and uh, Reed Travis have all taken the Gophers off their off their list and that got Rashad picked up Vaughn. Rashad Vaughn yeah. yeah got picked up um got got picked up right as, oh, as a Kentucky story Kentucky yeah. picked it up and yeah. places like this I said it out at halftime of a 19 to 18 game and of course the gopher holders went nuts and everybody took it as you know well you gotta know what you're reading okay here's the other thing too if you are a 15 16 17 year old kid and you're good at whatever sport Mm -hmm. and you have twitter and you're you're really 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 good at the sport like you have aspirations of and the potential to be a professional Mm -hmm. in the sport that you are good at just (laughs) 
It's it's like what did what did our guy Herm always say? Yeah. Don't press send. <laughs> Don't press send. If you're 16 and you're gonna be a yeah. hot shot Don't NBA do player, yeah. Don't press send. That's right. Leave that, it alone. That he added Get that ahead of his, it. He added that to his one woman, one car, one house <laughs> rule. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Here with the always informed sports update is John Height. He never takes a day off even when he has vacation. You ever heard of the Lindbergh baby, Chris? John, yeah. as I just stated to you, this update, if I don't work, I am unplugged. I'm uninformed. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> this update is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens is here for all your diabetes needs. Stop by today to consult with your pharmacist to get trusted advice and tips about your diabetes medications and testing supplies. Okay, thank you. Or- I know who the Lindbergh baby is. Oh boy, thanks, man. You both can shut up. <laughs> uh, the Twins, that's a, a Major League Baseball team, Chris. The Twins. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> the Twins will not be back at it until Friday when they open up a 10 game road trip in Kansas City. After Kansas City, they head to Toronto and Boston before coming back home. Lynx played Indiana in an afternoon game at the Target Center today. A good day for the Lynx three that were named All-Stars last night. Sylvia Fowles made 13 of 15 for a season-high 30 points, also had 16 rebounds, and she blocked three shots. Simone Augustus was 5 for 7 with 13 points and 4 assists, and Maya Moore scored 10 with 3 rebounds and 3 assists. Good crowd, 17,000. 933 nice. in attendance at the Target Center. That, that's the amazing thing of a 12-team league. You can play a team three times in about 12 mm-hmm. days like they did with Indiana. Uh, Minnesota United in action tonight. You'll hear it right here on 1500 ESPN. They're playing the New England Revolution at TCF Bank Stadium. Pre-match 630 uh, kickoff, 7 o'clock at 1500 ESPN. A uh, very strange Kirk Cousins story on Deadspin today. Did you guys see this one? Mm-mm. Uh, he's got a lot of money now, so now he's just counting down the days of his life. Via deadspin.com, Cousins took to Instagram to explain he has a tall tower, and he took a picture of it, filled with 720 stones and that he'll take one stone out each month. Cousins wrote, if I live to be 90, there's one for every month left. I'll take one out as each month passes. Great reminder for me to live a life of meaning and impact. All right, I okay, want Case Keenum like back. No, this is this is a bad sign. That's a really bad sign. Give me Case Keenum back right now. You like that, Reavers? No, no, that's that that's I, I don't trust him. Something's going on. <laughs> the gesture comes as Cousins closes in on the one month countdown to. His- now I know why Washington wanted nothing to do with him long term. <laughs> they were right. We were wrong. We're doomed. It's all falling apart. Six and ten. They're gonna go six and ten. One month countdown to his 30th birthday. Uh, when that milestone arrives on August 19th, uh, you'll probably be thinking more about football than anything else, Chris. So don't worry. Uh huh. It's the Vikings, John. I'm always worried. Uh, one other football note D- Daryl Revis calling it a career. Darrell, did I say Daryl? Sure Darrell Revis called it a career today. In a post. To his Twitter account, Rebus announced he's retiring after 11 seasons in the NFL. He entered the league as a Jets first-round pick back in 2007, became one of the top quarterbacks in the league during his six years with the team. He was traded to the Buccaneers in 2013 after a second contract standoff in three years and moved to the Patriots the next year. He did win a Super Bowl ring in New England, returned to the Jets for two years after the Patriots passed on picking up his option and wrapped up his playing career by joining the Chiefs late last season. 
Uh, one former Twins note, the Rays put catcher Wilson Ramos on the disabled list due to a hamstring strain today, as had been expected. However, uh, some hoped that Ramos would be able to return to action prior to the non-waiver trade deadline on July 31st. It appears that will not be the case. Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times tweeted that he's likely to miss extended time, expected to be on the disabled list beyond July 31st. That is not good news for the Rays. Uh, they had hoped to swap him for some young players who could help them in the future. You know what? They needed a Judd Zulgin to say, trade now <laughs> while the value is high. That's another injury we don't think it's serious. And oh, by the way, he might miss a month. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's having a really good season. Yes, he is. Uh, he was, of course, named to the All-Star team but couldn't play. He's hitting two ninety seven with 14 home runs. But damn it, we got mad caps out of the deal. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Jerry Zagoda, who covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune, is uh, using a little of his summer vacation at Carnoustie for the British Open. Uh, You're on the opposite side of the Firth of Fourth from uh, Mirfield, right? Yes, indeed I am. I'm up by Dundee and uh, and those places. They call this the... uh the sunshine capital of Scotland. <laughs> Did uh, you uh, take the uh, weapons with you? Or are you going to play golf? When this is all over, I'm, yes, for a few days I am, and then I'm going to end up uh, at the senior British at St. Andrews and come home. Oh, just, you want to see a little of the, uh, the uh, have you seen the, have you played there at the old course? I'll tell you how long ago it was when I was in Scotland. It was so long ago that it cost me $40 American to play the old course. <laughs> A little higher than that. 1986. Okay. If you get on the other side, over on the other side, you got to go to Dunbar. You got to play at Dunbar. It's fantastic. Really? Okay. It's well, a little. If I get on the old course, maybe I'll go there. I've, it, I've heard of it. I've never been there. It's a little town uh, with the golf course. It's got the seawall. And you, they've got three holes on one side of the seawall, and you walk through the, the this little <laughs> little gate, and fifteen, you know, eight holes as far as you can walk in one direction, and seven coming back. It's fantastic. Sounds a little like North Berwick, where they have stone walls right in the middle of the fairway, and over on the sides of greens and stuff. That uh, is quite charming. Is that the one uh, where the original Rodan hole is? I uh, I uh, played that one, the one that had the original indeed Rodan. Is, indeed it is. I played there on this trip in 86, and I was coming off about 3 in the afternoon, and uh, I was just getting ready to leave, and this big black car pulls up. It must have been the week before the British Open, and out hops. Who else but uh, Michael Douglas and Jack Nicholson to wow. play North America. <laughs> that was it. They didn't ask you to join them, though. They, they they must have had a third and a fourth, okay. a fifth and a sixth. So tell us about your accidental meeting ten minutes after you arrived at your residence uh, last night. Well, I'm trying to do this on, on the cheap. So I took the train into the train station, and somebody misguidedly told me it was a ten-minute walk um, to where I'm staying. And uh, they didn't tell me the last bit of it was completely uphill, too, but it wasn't ten minutes. So... <laughs> About 10 minutes in, I was nowhere near it, and I stopped for some sustenance for dinner at 5.30, little pizza place where you go in. There's like three stools, you know, and there's uh, some chairs outside. So I was going to go sit outside, get my pizza, sat down, plopped down. There were a couple of people sitting next to me, a guy and a woman, and I wasn't paying attention. I jumped into my pizza, and I took a look over, and who's sitting 
12 inches from me, but Jason Day, trying to look uh, inconspicuous. <laughs> had his hat pulled down over his eyes, but uh, uh, didn't do too good a job. But, yeah, 10 minutes into my uh, British, uh, my op- the Open experience, and uh, I run into Jason Day, and the day I'm out walking the course, and who do I come upon but John Vandeveld oh. making all the rounds here. So uh, he is no longer, he has no kind of exemption, so he just comes and relives his anguish, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess he, he must be a, a glutton or something, because, you know, uh, comes back, and, uh, yeah, he was here. I think he was doing something for Sky Sports, so. They're going to, uh, was the uh, very attractive Mrs. Day with the hubby? Indeed she was. <laughs> well, my goodness, I wish I'd been there with you. Anyway, uh, they, they, sent the, they sent the caddy or the manager in to get, like, about six pizzas, and they were waiting outside, and Jason was carrying the water and something else. Hey, uh, apparently Carnoustie's really dried out, and we're going to have 400-yard drives, huh? Yeah, it's like you at Rush Creek. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I walked it today, and it is hard. It's it's like uh, when I covered the uh, 04 Open, U.S. Open at Shinnecock, and uh, I played that the next day, and I hit my three iron, I think, 260. So... Um, it's going to be all about controlling your ball because the, the greens and the tees uh, are green, but the, the, it's barely rained here in about six weeks. Weird British summer. Usually you don't get that. And uh, this week it's supposed to be more of the same. I think it may rain for a couple hours on Friday, but uh, that's about it. The rest of it's going to be uh, not hot, but uh, mid-60s, but sunny. And uh, they're hoping, I think, the breeze kicks up a little bit to give the, the course a little defense and, uh, other than just how rock-hard it is. Yeah, that's uh, the whole thing over there. I mean... They've been there at times when that 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 is considered the hardest of the British Open golf courses when the rain when the wind blows, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Particularly the last three holes where you've uh, got the Berry Burn um, that comes into play, and on all three of them, and uh, uh, particularly on uh, eighteen, as we saw in uh, nineteen ninety nine with Vanderbilt. But uh, um, yeah, they have a thing called the Red Route, which is on all the maps, and it's a it's a path you take if you want to follow a uh, a particular pairing and takes you through the whole course. So I did that today. Did the whole thing, kind of sussing out my grandstands because I'm not working. I don't have a press pass. I just got the like with all the other schlubs. I got my week ticket and uh, where I'm gonna. And uh, once I got about 14, all of a sudden, all these people were coming around me. And you know, I was trying to figure it out. Tiger. Take long to figure out. Tiger was coming. Okay. So I walked the last four holes in with him. So. Uh... The uh, what 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 is it? Nine? You go out nine one direction and nine coming back? Because when I was at Mirfield, there was an inner and an outer. You know, they they, they had the the outer, and then they the other nine holes were inside. How is it, what's the arrangement at Carnoustie? Well, that's what makes it so tough when the wind blows because it's not really a linear. You know, inside out in uh, in and out nine. It's uh, it's it, the holes go all directions. Oh, really? You know, it's a great it, it's a great layout. So yeah. I mean, they generally go in that direction, but it, it, there's really a lot of variety of, you know, which way you're turned into the wind, where the wind's blowing, and you get out to, uh, I think, eight or nine is the very far corner, um, and they've got this, like, L-shaped grandstand that's in the very corner of the grounds, and from there you can see, like, three greens and a tee box, and oh, that's where I'm headed tomorrow for a while. Well, with no trees, it's amazing how you could look... 200 yards over and see somebody on a green and recognize who it is. It's not that far over, but, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards. You can see golf on those places with no trees. You can see a lot of golf. Yeah, you can. There's a, I'm going to try to avoid, you know, it's like, but if you're trying to follow Tiger, like, good no. luck. Yeah, it's like you better, 
you're better just trying to, you know, put yourself in a grandstand somewhere, watch him go through and then find somebody else. Like Layman plays in the afternoon tomorrow. I may go follow him for a few holes. And, um, it's nice when you have no deadlines or nothing to file. You can just kind of go and wander and do what you want. Jerry Zagot is with us. Is Layman still uh, exempt? Yes, he is. Well, apparently, either, either either he played really well to get here. <laughs> ah, that's uh, it. Was what? It was ninety uh, seven. When did he win it? Yeah, 97? No, ninety six. Ninety six. Wow. Twenty two years ago. I didn't. Re- I didn't think they could play as long as they wanted to. But maybe he's uh, got something else as far as he didn't win the senior or anything like that. So. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, back here in the states, Kawhi uh, ends up in uh, Toronto, where he said, "Who, where somebody is reporting he has no interest in playing." Well, what are your options? You got to prove you can play here pretty soon, don't you? So you can end up where you want to as a free agent. Yeah, and you got a year left, and I don't know yeah. what the salary is, but I'm sure it's a big one. But uh, that isn't isn't that classic uh, Spurs Greg Popovich fooey to you? Yes. Say, you know, okay, you want you want to go to L.A.? We're going to trade you across the border to Toronto. Hey, uh, Jerry, how uh, surprised were you that uh, Belitzas decided to go back to Europe? Uh, pretty much, I, I was. Um, uh, I, I didn't expect it at all. I mean, I, I know his family like living in Minnesota, and uh, um, but I didn't see that coming. Do you think that uh, Thibodeau had a little hint, uh, and that's why he got in on Tolliver early? I don't know, maybe, but I, I think it was they thought he was going to kind of be out of their price range, and they didn't yes. want to get stuck, you know, just holding the bag with nobody. So when they got Tolliver to commit, they said, "Okay, let's do it." And it ended up being more than uh, uh, Billy got, but uh, I think they just said, you know, I, I think they made made an offer to. I think they wanted him on a one-year deal, and he wanted more than that and more money. He wanted you know, two years, and and so they turned that down. And uh, At said yes for uh, for a season um, for whatever I think it was five point seven five million. They jumped on him. Uh, you, by the way, uh, have uh, now traveled through two different centuries here. You were in Vegas for the Summer League, which is as modern of a sports attraction as you can find. And now you're at the uh, one of the greatest old-time events there is, the British Open, because it remains somewhat informal compared to all the rest of the majors. Well, I, 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 you know, it's always my favorite week of the year as far as golf goes. It's like what part of the reason is because you can stay awake to two a.m. and watch these guys tee off after <laughs> one a.m. and watch these guys tee off, and you know, take a nap and get up in the morning and they're still playing. You know, they'll, they'll play till eight or nine tomorrow night because it's almost eleven here and it's and just gotten too dark to golf, but not that long ago. Everybody tees off at at from one too, right? I still like yeah. that. They still tee off from the first hole. That's uh, that's what I like. First group gets there like 6.40 or something, and they go all day to like 4 o'clock. Well, if you're in the neighborhood of Dunbar, check it out. It gets my number one A-plus recommendation just for the scenic nature of the place. I'll tell them what Royce you sent me. <laughs> That's good. They'll remember. Uh, I hit one of the greatest shots of my life there, totally by accident, of course. So, All right, sir. Thanks, Jerry. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jerry Zagoda. There's a guy, you know. He doesn't have two kids in the Fairbowl Lakers to take care of. He can go over and watch golf at the British Open. He can do stuff. Yes, he does. Unbelievable. We'll be back.
Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick. Maloney checking his sign. There's the set. The look to first. The pitch on the way. Fastball. And there's a high drive to left field. It is really hit. Way back. A long home run. Well, that was from the All-Star Game. It was. That was from the All-Star <laughs> Game. We couldn't find anything from July 18th, 1962. Plus, I just wanted to hear Herb uh, Carmel again. For the first time in Major League history, teammates hit grand slams in the same inning when Bob Allison and Harmon Killebrew both hit home runs with the bases full in the first inning at Metropolitan Stadium. Uh, it was an 11-run first inning, and I was there. And about the fourth row, we just moved from uh, Folda to Prior Lake. I didn't know anybody yet. Uh, they were playing an afternoon game. I got the old man station wagon, went down to the game, bought a ticket for about four bucks. Nice. And when I walked in, it was a beautiful, sunshiny day. Walked in. Did what we always did. Looked around to look for a better seat to see if there was an empty seat. Sat in about the fourth row, and uh, the first inning started. Barry Latman was the starting pitcher for uh, Cleveland. Had a pretty good reputation. Hard-throwing right-hander. First inning, Bill Tuttle walks. Vic Power singles to left. Rich Rollins picked off first. Uh, but he's safe on an E1. Power to second, Tuttle to third. Base is full. Rich Rollins, single to right. Twins lead. Harmon Killebrew, walk. Twins lead 2 to nothing. Bob Allison, grand slam, home run. It is 6-0 after six batters. Earl Batty follows with a home run. 7-0. Jim Perry, future Cy Young Award winner for the Twins, comes in to replace Lapman. Bernie Allen singles. Uh, Zoila Versalis flies out. Dick Stigman, the Twins' starting pitcher, he grounds out. Bill Tuttle walks. Vic Powers singles. And Rich Rollins walks again. And Harmon Killebrew hits a grand slam home run. Holy cow. Off uh, Jim Perry. 11 to nothing twins. Uh, 11 runs in the first hey, inning. Better question. 14 3. What was the time of game? Uh, Two and a half hours, even with that monstrous time of game. <laughs> Was two hours and eighteen. Minutes. Wow, <laughs> two hours and eighteen. That's a five-hour game. Oh today. God, yes. We were, well, first of all, we would have had six pitchers in the first inning yep. instead of two. <laughs> two. I think they used three pitchers and gave up fourteen runs. Holy cow! Ah, that was fun, though, man. The South Dakota Stories, Volume One. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.